Did you hear about the New Zealand um, Limbo Championship? <laughs> no. It was pretty low kiwi. That so it makes sense that you haven't heard about it. <laughs> Give your notes app open I'm, right now. I'm taking the show in sort of a laffy taffy <laughs> direction in the new year. It's just sort of a lot of inspiration from Wonka the man, not the movie. Hit it, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a special Roast of Keating episode of Game Jelly. This is a little prank I prepared. I'm just joking. I don't have anything. Hello and welcome to Game Jelly. This is the show where we design a game in real time. I am uh, Tieran Costello and I am coming to you from actually right next to my co-host. And I'm Keating Shimeri. I'm an artist, a designer, and I I fear I haven't been entirely honest with you. I am... I'm not the Keating you know. Um, I, it, it actually is 2024 now, so new year, new me. But don't worry, everybody. Um, <laughs> I, I do hold many of the same views as the Keating that you know. Um, we are recording next to each other. That means, of course, that we won't be able to um, cut out all the nervous breathing we do directly into the microphone. <laughs> and we also we also are both very giggly in general and usually we cut a lot of those giggles out so that's gonna be harder to cut out this time it's something i only (laughs) it's something i only realized when we started recording (laughs) also um we won't be able to sort of make secret faces about the other (laughs) (laughs) about about the other co-hosts you know how we make secret faces (laughs) yeah anyway do you want to hear my pitch um, Let's bring the giggles down. Let's yeah. Bring the giggles down. Okay, tone it down, bud. Tone it down. Tone it down. I would love to hear the pitch. Sweet. So this is sort of a multi-part pitch. So I'm going to be jumping around between aesthetics and mechanics some, but I want to start by talking about the game Enter the Gungeon, um, which we've been playing a lot of recently, um, and it's a really cool game that's in the genre uh, of games called twin stick shooters which are games where you move around with the left stick and uh, aim with the right stick, and then you you uh, have a gun and can shoot things with it. Uh, you, I, I guess there's, you don't have to have a gun. There's lots of things that can do stuff. Anyway, you aim with the right stick, and that's the important part. And so I was thinking about these games, and I was thinking that something I haven't seen a lot in them is taking that genre and making the gameplay really high in commitment. That is basically choosing to do whatever action it is being like a big decision that could be very costly. Um, And so what I started to picture is a game where instead of moving your gun around to to shoot at enemies, we see this character just looking around at what they're, you know, about to aim at with your right stick. And then when you do take the shot, they strike a big pose and... Uh, you know, take the shot, and then when you finish taking the shot, there's, like, a big flourish as they put their gun back into their holster. That's awesome. So I started thinking, like, what kind of character could this be? And I was like, could it? Could we get a ghost in there? Because I'm always looking to get ghosts in the show. Um, and, you know, it's, 
it's not seasonal, but I, I decided to treat myself. So the second part of it, here's what I'm picturing for our character. A cool, a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I just made one of my secret faces at that. <laughs> a ghost with a cool hat and a cool duster. I'm picturing, uh, they also wear like a white, shawl like a lace shawl or something and a like a revolver you're going around and you have this uh this gameplay where you're looking around and we like see glowing lines coming out of their eyes or something for where they're looking and then you pull the trigger and you can you know strike a pose and take this big shot and then i think also taking another shot after you've taken one is quicker Mm -hmm, for sure but then when you finish all of them you you know holster your weapon Um, And then there's a second part to the gameplay, which is you can enter the sort of spirit realm, and this is where you get your ammo for the corporeal world. I think the way this works is it's a sort of vampire survivors-like game where hordes of spirits are coming towards you. Uh, I think it should be that the, the hat that you wear is your gateway into the corporeal world, And so all of these spirits are coming to try and take that hat so that they can enter the corporeal world. Nice. Um, That's so cool. (laughs) But then as you uh, fight them off, you're gaining more ammo. And then you can go back into the corporeal world where it's this high commitment. Like you're dodging a bunch of attacks and then taking like one important shot. And then it's this sort of balance between that like super tense gameplay and then the release of the spirit world where you're just like i think it's like hand-to-hand combat in the spirit world where you're like you know punching and kicking these Mm -hmm. hordes of ghosts like um like uh, spider noir the way he fights in the spider-verse yeah yeah yeah. totally so I, i have some more you know ideas about where we could go with it but that's the general pitch i love that um my question is what is the ghost doing in the real world is it are they fighting spirits or so this is one of the other things i was thinking is one mm-hmm. thing i like about ghosts is we have this built-in thing of uh unfinished business mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. so i think it's something where it's one last job for this character and i think they're fighting real people um there's obvious stuff that i'm jumping to of like there's like a corrupt mayor or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, who has a bunch of goons. Uh, you know, maybe you're maybe you have to deliver a message to someone or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I like a message delivering a message to someone because then it kind of subverts the um, may, maybe the player doesn't know what the unfinished business is because this is this this quiet type. And so the player is thinking, oh, once I get to the mayor, the game is beaten. But actually, no, you beat the mayor right at the end of this at the end of this game. You beat the mayor, or what you think is the end of this game, but it's a false ending because that was not the unfinished business. Maybe the character doesn't even know that. Ooh. They think their unfinished business is revenge. Their unfinished business is actually, you know, going and telling their family they they love them or something like that. Totally. Oh, that's really good. Okay. So so you go have this confrontation with the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, you beat it, and you're like, why am I still here? Um, you go and, like, look in the mayor's drawer and find something concerns your family or something or oh, something yeah, like yeah. that and then you go to your family and you have this like very brief reunion with them before your character 
passes on because their unfinished business is complete. That's great. That is great. So then something I like about this then in the real world is that the sort of less brutal thing works with these being real people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe your ghost gun... It does your... Just be shoot straight with me. Does your ghost gun kill people? This is such a great question. This is and, a great question. I pe- think about this all the time. <laughs> people always ask me this. Um, the ghost gun is not designed to kill people. <laughs> we didn't build the ghost gun to kill people. Um, this is something that I'm not sure about. I, I could see it going either way. I could mm. see it. I mean, I guess I don't really know what the alternative is, but mm-hmm. it could be something where it's like, because of the nature of your mission, you know, it uh, puts people to sleep. <laughs> um, incidentally, this episode is like probably PG-13 because uh, things get pretty... Um... <laughs> I feel like I should take it again. <laughs> Incidentally, this episode is PG-13, because this pitch is a little bit, uh, uh, bleak. So you love in movies when you're sitting there? There's a bunch <laughs> oh, of kids around. Oh, by the way, Jesus, this is so awkward. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then Christopher Nolan walks in and he says, By the way, I really should have mentioned this up top. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite part of movies. Here's the thing. If the gun, if the ghost gun kills people, there's more enemies in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You're creating bosses for yourself. I think that's kind of sick. It is kind of sick. It is kind of sick if the normal enemies in the spirit realm are always standard enemies, but anyone you you kill. Well, in this episode... (laughs) In this episode, you kill people. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's so... Hey, we've been good. We've been so good. We've been so good. Um, This does give me an idea, which is, what if... The first mission is you rise from your grave. We see a graveyard and then we see this figure. You are uh, sort of running through a, a, a packed area in the spirit realm where all of these hordes of enemies are, are around. And you're rushing towards uh, this this place where when you make it through all these enemies you find the hat which lets you get into the corporeal yeah, world. I definitely agree. I was even thinking it could be a hat you wore in life. Ooh. And it's just like, oh, that hat. So you get up from the grave, you get out, you're so you're so disoriented from having died, whatever, whatever killed you. So okay. So for the record, if we're working backwards, the end of this game is you kill this mayor who has these uh th- this very corrupt system in place. You think that's your unfinished business. You learn it's not and you go and read this thing that is your family is in trouble because of what this mayor has done and this is the person who killed you so you think your your unfinished business had to do with this but it's actually about saving your family and and telling them telling them straight up that you love them because you weren't good at communicating in life that's i think the kind of end of this game at the beginning of this game that has just happened to you you've just been killed by this mayor you've just uncovered all this corruption so i think you're so disoriented you rise from your grave you're like no i have to go i and you're you're running you're you're pushing through these crowds of people it's this scene you described and then you get to the end and you you're you're like oh no my my hat i forgot my hat I, i i lost my hat like they said not to do in that one game jelly episode you run back and put it on and putting it on reveals to the player the scene that just happened putting it on 
does this flashback to when the character died and then the character's like wait what that, that was that felt so real and then they you know focus and appear in the the real world and everyone's like a ghost oh my god a ghost you know that's so good <laughs> Um, I realized probably through saying that this is our second episode this season where the beginning, this is our second PG-13 episode where the beginning is a person in a position of power killing the main character. Oh, hey, yeah. That's how, that's <laughs> how, Ma- that's how Mafia Odyssey starts as well. That is wild. Okay. You see visions of how you died. You enter into the, the corporeal world. People are like, a ghost. It cuts to black. And then we see... This is a big swing and maybe we shift it. But what if we see the mayor's office and then the door opens and light floods in and our character is in the doorway? We could have it be that you have a fight with the mayor in the corporeal world at the start of the game. You kill the mayor Mm. and the mayor also has unfinished business as a ghost (laughs) and then is the final boss in the spirit world and then it could be a thing where you're jumping back and forth between the spirit world and the corporeal world for the final boss let me so let me take this big swing and make it a slightly smaller swing perfect um that that should happen but i think what it is is that false ending is still a false ending i think it is still you go through a bunch of missions to get to the mayor act like the game is about to end kill the mayor and discover that your business is unfinished and that's like the halfway point of the game oh. and then the final final boss is the 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 mayor's spirit form that's so true let me clarify a mechanical thing here because i i started to imply this earlier anyone you you take out in the real world goes to the spirit realm and becomes a boss there and so right. the game is auto generating these different bosses that there can be and those are legitimate you know designed difficult boss fights for every single target you have in the the corporeal world and so a lot of the corporeal world stuff can be a stealth game and then there's still this pose that you do there's still this really great animation of choosing where to shoot and all that stuff but the majority of gameplay itself is getting to the mayor and when you need to take out goons that's what you do comes with this big cost also comes with the reward of special ammo from those bosses in the spirit world. Absolutely. And so there could be, you know for a fact, this could be so good for challenge runs. <laughs> you know for a fact there's ammo you're going to miss out on if you play the stealth game really well, or even just if you just do a normal playthrough of the game. And so there could also be runs that are super challenge runs of like killing every single one of these major goons in the mayor's, under the mayor's employ. Employ? Yeah under the mayor's jurisdiction under the, <laughs> under the mayor's thumb um <laughs> and y- y- you know you take all of them out in order to become super super powerful and get a lot more cool ammo and even cool abilities like cool invisible invisibility ability kind of stuff all sorts of stuff you could do with that um yeah i think a lot of the physical world gameplay is about yeah dodging and you know, waiting for just the right moment and mm-hmm. uh, staying out of sight. And, like, it fits with this, you know, spirit theme of, like, that is how a ghost would would fight. I love that. Is this the concept art you were doing? Yeah. I walked into the room and on Keating's desk was this really cool concept art. Could we tweet that out? For sure. Cool. Keep it locked to the socials. At game underscore jelly on Twitter and Instagram. Would this be a good time for me to do my quarter minute character? It's as good a time as any, is yeah. what I like to say. So there's this great new segment I've introduced because I 
um, I, I don't know why I set myself up to explain why I did this. <laughs> There's this new segment I introduced that's just unrelated to the rest of the show. Um, could you pull up a timer for 15 seconds? Yeah. If you want to skip this segment because it's unrelated to the rest of the show, uh, skip ahead exactly 15 seconds on your podcast player now because this is quarter minute character. 15 seconds of me uh, proposing and and doing a little uh, realization of a new character. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yeah. I said it for 15 minutes, actually. <laughs> so, okay. Two oh, seconds. I'll treat you. It's, you've been good. Three, two, one, go. This is Walter White. If instead of being a washed up scientist, he was a washed up Disney Channel star. Jesse, we need to cook. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Timer. Um, is he a... Oh, I guess, well, okay, this might be spoilers. Is he a scientist? I thought he was a teacher. Oh, okay, is that why he's so good at cooking? Is because he not, was a scientist before yeah, he was a not, teacher? It's not really spoilers, because you learn it pretty early in the show. But yeah, he was. He could have been very successful and accepted a $500 buyout for his... Or $5,000 buyout, maybe, for his this one idea that he had. Mm. Um, hey, good for you, Walter. Um, yeah... <laughs> So, it, I I think one of these days we should um, <laughs> discuss the direction of this show. <laughs> what if, um, what if at some point we put a quarter minute character in at like you know the twenty five minute mark, and then we're like, okay, let's do another, and then we just did quarter minute characters for the rest of the show. <laughs> That's a good idea. Did not finish the game. Okay, so one question I have is, is the quarter minute character, is it just, it's fully separate from the show? Because, like, there's a version of it where now that character is in the game. But this is, I because it's copyright Listen, infringement. this is why you're the segments expert and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, in Multiplayer Madness, mm-hmm. um, which is a segment I introduced earlier this season, you know, it has to do with the game. And that's mm-hmm. one of the really cool things about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, the segment you know this show is about games and it's about making games it's about sort of like we have fun while we're doing it but it's about the making the games we do have fun while we're doing it <laughs> and i really appreciate and that. i really appreciate that yeah um i'm just saying you know maybe if the walter white character could Shh. the people who skipped it don't know about that oh right sorry if the character you brought up could be in the game mm-hmm. that would be like really great for me <laughs> um i mean honestly Honestly, kind of a fire idea for a boss in this game would be a clear parody. I don't want to spoil what the character was, but a clear, clearly it is that a clear parody of a of a, you know, of a Walter White like character who's like become super yeah yeah like just like a a meth cook in this in this world who's under the the, the mayor's thumb, uh, who is a washed up Disney star who accepted a five hundred five thousand dollar buyout. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> We can talk about Disney. We can, they can be Disney, but they just can't be Walter White because you know how litigious those Breaking Bad people are. Yeah, for real. Unlike I Disney. keep trying to put Walter White in my stuff and they keep <laughs> blocking me. They keep blocking me. They're not suing you. They're just annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> They're so litigious. They keep blocking 
DMing me on Twitter. No matter how many alternate accounts I keep DMing them, and they keep blocking me. (laughs) Um, Okay, sure, the character's in the game now. (laughs) Does that solve your problem? Yeah, sure. Cool. Good five minutes. Good five minutes. Hit the showers. Um, Okay. Where were we? (laughs) I think it might become clear to the audience that I really want to do a comedy podcast, but I also understand the optics of doing a comedy podcast. And it's like, I have a master's in game design. I feel like this is a nice, it's kind of a science communication project. Mm Mm-hmm. There's, there's something about, there's something about... About jokes? About jokes. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I'm just working on my master's in jokes. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I don't even have that yet. I'm still, like, years away from my master's in jokes. So, mm-hmm. like, it's You're just really first year tough. in college right now. Yeah, for real. I'm working really hard on it. <laughs> um, this might be something that we would often handle in uh, minigame minute, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would be fun to bring up now. I feel like this game is pretty uh, ripe with side quest opportunities. Oh, yeah. Uh, I could really ease. I mean, just the thing of, like, you're this unseen character who is helping people out is, like, such a fun opportunity to be, like, you overhear this thing that this person needs, and then you go and mm-hmm. complete some mission to oh, get it for them. Yes! Like, <laughs> like Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. my God. So Final Fantasy Thirteen has this um, lore that I'm going to now describe. <laughs> In Final Fantasy Thirteen, there's this lore. The lore involves... It's very complicated. So, okay. so it all started, so with, it the all started with the false and the false And the Lissi. Well, the false create the Lissi from yeah. the humans, and the Lissi are sort of stigmatized. And what In you really world. have to understand is Bartholomew didn't really like our characters that's exactly correct and barth actually spoilers never mind i'm not going to get into that but the point is the false c are sort wait we're actually noticing <laughs> the point is there's an unfinished business mechanic in final fantasy 13 where you can sort of free these crystals because it's final fantasy of their um you can free these crystals of their of the burdens of the things that they didn't do in life by going and completing those things for them, and then they disappear because they're they're no longer sort of required to stick around. But they were un- they were incapable of completing these things because they turned into crystals. Um, so you're suggesting something where in the spirit realm you would hear about unfinished business, and then in the real world you're the one person who's able to go and do that. I even kind of like the idea that some side quests are taking your hat off and handing it to them or or if there would be a way of if you're holding their hand you can bring them to the real world. You That's know? very cool. There could even be side quests that start that way and then they actually want to go and cause havoc. Like there could be like one or two like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking thinking about like the Yakuza series is so good at subverting your expectations with side quests and having like really like winding twisty side quests that's kind of the style i'm picturing here is like okay standard side quests are overhearing and going and completing that thing for the person then at some point there's a side quest where you give them your hat and they go and do it for themselves because it's something only they can do and then there are some where somewhere you go with them and then one of those along the way they end up just being a bad egg and going around wreaking havoc and then they are 
the spirit. You, then they are the boss for that room. Very suddenly, you're in this boss battle. Totally. That's so cool. I picture for the spirit world that you can see, like, impressions of the physical world. So it would be really cool if in some of those missions where you're sending someone into the a spirit into the physical mm-hmm. world for a short period of time, you're helping them out from the spirit world by, like... That's awesome. You know, defending them or... Uh, I don't know, whatever it is, like shifting the environment. Yeah, that is so cool. It's also, I, I was thinking about the same thing with the visuals of moving back and forth and just like what you can see of both worlds. I like the idea th- that the spirit world could be very different depending on where you are in the real world. Mm-hmm. And so there could be more peaceful city places. And then there could also be just the places where it is these these battles that you're getting into with a bunch of spirits to get ammo. You right. Know? But for the most, but not not for the most part, but a lot of these places are going to be just populated with fun NPCs, you know. It could be a lot of really cool environmental storytelling of like, you're in the mayor's office and then you go into the spirit world in there and it's like super freaky and it matches like all of the corrupt stuff that has happened in that office, basically. It's like all of these, you know, mm-hmm. things that are tied to the space oh, are sick. represented in the spirit world. That is so cool. And I think that if you're in a fight in the in the real world, you should always be allowed to go to the spirit world, but you are still, there, there should be some amount of lag and it's super dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's, if you're in a fight, it is necessarily, or if you're in the presence of bad guys, it is, they are necessarily surrounded by an aura of spiritual evil that will visit itself upon you if you go into the spirit world from there. So right. it's a type of safety. But it's a type of safety that means you now have to play super aggressive from playing super defensive. I love in games when they force you to switch your mode of play really quickly, like at the turn of a dime. Mm -hmm. And this would be a great way of doing that is you can always switch back and forth if you want to, but you are changing the play style so much and it could be really dangerous in a totally different way. Absolutely. It's a gnarly siren. Gnarly siren. Dash yourself upon the rocks. <laughs> wee wee wee! Dash yourself upon the rocks. What are you talking? About? It's a siren. Oh, sort of a, a mythology joke. I'm doing a secret face right now. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do a mini game minute? Sure. Um, allow me to get a timer ready. Let me just reset it from <laughs> the timer I had before. Um, hmm? Oh yeah, it just it's like a lot of extra work for me to <laughs> get a second timer gotcha. with a different amount of time. Cool. Um, but don't worry, we're back to normal now. Cool. <laughs> no worries. Okay. No worries. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely no problem. Um, we're gonna start in three, two, one. I want a boring fishing minigame in this. <laughs> really? Just a straight up boring fishing minigame. Okay. <laughs> that like threw me off my rhythm. Um, a prop hunt thing? Ooh. Where, where, you, where there are some ghosts who can embody certain objects, and so you're trying to find the ghosts in the rooms. That's so good. Um, my second one is also boring. I just want to play cards with people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, spirit sledding was a phrase that popped into my Ooh. mind. That's all I've got. But I think you're, I think you're sledding and and hitting spirits and getting ammoed that way. I was thinking it takes place on a really like 
hilly town, in a really hilly town. That's so good. Um, I want to be able to play the harmonica and it sounds different in the spirit world than in the corporeal world. Oh, that's so good. Okay, um, I was thinking tossing your hatch. Sorry, sorry, dog. Oh, I honestly, <laughs> I honestly didn't have a thing that tossing your hat would do, but I just pictured like there is a world in which you can like throw your hat and run and it lands on your head <laughs> like, that's all i, that's all so I have i don't know what that would achieve functionally but like that the idea of getting to do that in the game of of the game lets you take your hat off and that changes something but then at some point you can this isn't even a mini game this is like a mechanic that comes mm -hmm. somewhere down the line it could be like a teleport thing where you can throw your hat and then your spirit like warps over towards Beautiful. it beautiful that could work in both worlds <laughs> and that could be a really good stealth thing that you unlock at some point you unlock at some point from one of these bosses it's one so of these true. bosses has that this is such a cool i i don't want to i've we've never tooted our horns quite this hard <laughs> on game jelly but i do feel like this is a very like a genre that doesn't exactly exist of a like met it's kind of metroidvania style but it's a different way that you're choosing to unlock certain things mm -hmm. you're choosing to unlock certain things by hitting a certain lose condition of entering combat in this stealth game and that is entering and winning combat is what lets you go and discover discover bosses in like this almost like souls-like setting it's an interesting thing that it's like you have all these optional abilities you can unlock that you can only unlock by killing goons in the real world, creating more challenges in the spirit world, and defeating those challenges, just defeating those big spirits. Like, from a genre perspective, I can't really put my finger on it, and I think it's actually really, really compelling. And it's nice because it's... Because <laughs> it's realistic, because <laughs> I, can, I can only get new powers by killing goons. <laughs> And then eradicating their souls from the afterlife. <laughs> exactly, and making sure they never finish their business. <laughs> um, also, just something I thought of, but just don't have a place for, is just, uh, unfinished businessmen is just a, a phrase that popped into my head earlier. Mm, that's just a good side quest name. That's so true. Unfinished oh businessmen, and then it's just a bunch of people whose unfinished, bu unfinished business is like, faxing <laughs> stuff that's so that would funny be so good they're like i'm so close <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so they've been trying to move the paper with their mind you know something i like about this game too is i don't think we do a lot of lore heavy stuff on game jelly but i do think this is a place that's so ripe with like doing uh, different rules of this universe different mm -hmm. rules of like Oh, people go to the spirit realm because they might have some unfinished business, but then you can also travel from the actual afterlife to the spirit realm. And it's just kind of a pleasant, a pleasant kind of like limbo that you can enter. But a lot of the people there are, do actually have unfinished business. Right. You know, so it's kind of the space between spaces is the other place you can go. And then the end of the game is going to the real afterlife, but you can still access the, you know what I mean? That's really nice. Genuinely, the thing that made me think, like, I want just a straight-up fishing minigame in this mm -hmm. is I feel like it's kind of important to this game to have really strong moments of, like, peace and, like, I picture a lot of nature in mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, even though, you know, a lot of it takes place in this town where a bunch of stuff is going bad, I want really restful moments where you're sitting by a lake and you just hear the sounds of nature and you're fishing. And, you know, same with the harmonica thing of just, like, these super peaceful moments in between these like 
high stakes things where you're, you're having to switch modes super quickly and like it's super stressful in totally. that way i'm so with you i'm so with you i and i think maybe boring isn't the right word yeah <laughs> um, i'm sorry but, for saying that we wanted to make something super boring i'm glad that you i'm glad that you did that though because i i was thinking about fishing mini games and i didn't i didn't try and <laughs> like do anything because i just i figured you would come with a fishing mini game and i assumed it would be like you're fishing between dimensions and then the fish you catch might be ghost fish or might be or it's a stealth fishing game where you also can't let people see that there's a ghost fishing those kinds of things are cool but i prefer your your rationale for what you're saying of like lowering the tension in those spaces is really really nice the other sort of subtle version of that that we could do is there's some weird stuff about what fish unfinished business is, but it could be something where it's the same system as the bosses, where when you fish a fish in the real world, it becomes available as a fish to fish in the spirit world. Perfect. And then it can be a very straightforward fishing mini game. still has this unique twist to it. Totally. Well, this has been mini game minute jelly. <laughs> Before we do finish, do you have thoughts on just like the very end of this, just because it's in this kind of abstracted state for the most part? Do you have thoughts on? Totally. So I think we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but I think you reach your family or your, you know, whoever you're trying to reach, um, your loved one, and you deliver this message to them. And then I think it should be a thing where they like recognize you for just a moment and then you start to fade away mm-hmm. as your unfinished business is being completed and you know it's this sort of bittersweet thing of like your work is done but you are like i wish i could you know actually spend time with this person mm-hmm. oh my god oh my god just like the line of just like if i say i love you i'm i i'm gone you know what i mean that's so good <laughs> I, yeah, like I, he, that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Because also then there's the thing of the whole game, your character has been unsure about what their unfinished business is exactly. And then in this last moment, they... They know. They know that their unfinished business is telling telling their, their loved one they love them. Just, yeah. But that's such a crazy line in a game. Um... Did you have more to say? No, that's so good. I'm, so, okay, this is going to sound super goofy. Um, the one other thought I had is it could be that the message you deliver them, like you start to fade away, your hat and gun fall to the ground, and then they stand up, walk over and pick up the gun and go to finish, like, mm-hmm. you know, complete the sort of justice side of this you know thing based on what you brought them um and so it's like that will conclude the broader story after you've concluded your personal side of the story that could be a little more elegant if it were just like there's now this power vacuum and you pass that on instead of like a take my gun and finish this job instead set it up earlier on that your your family has you know good morals and political ambitions and some amount of Mm -hmm. reputation in the town tell them what you did and then you know kind of imply with the ending that they're going to go and and help make things right and fill this power vacuum and then yeah and then the the end of the game is some the they say i love you and your character says if i tell you i love you i'll uh, i can't stay but then the character can't help themselves from saying it and disappears 
I think that's the game. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> okay. Um, this <laughs> this has been Game Chelly. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I'm going to can't, weep just a little bit. Okay. Do you want to just let it all out in one big weep? And then okay. We'll perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I also happened to go oh. through some intense agony there. <laughs> yeah, you weep in an unusual <laughs> way, dude. Um, um, yeah, I can't do this on a comedy podcast. Well, I've been Tieran Costello. And I'm Keating Shimeri. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>Thank you again for listening, everyone. We have posted Keating's concept art for today's episode on uh, Twitter and Instagram at game underscore jelly. And I'm just, I'm a huge fan of this art. I think it's really cool. So check it out if, uh, if you like art. Speaking of things I'm a huge fan of, thank you so much to Dylan Lynch for writing and performing our theme music. Thanks also to Ruth Demery for producing the show. We will be back on Wednesday, January 24th with a brand new game. But until then, stay safe out there. And for homework, play Final Fantasy 13. It shouldn't take too long. Bye bye.